Senior professional Anna Shirley was just a couple months away from the U.S. Nationals when she experienced a freak injury. In this episode, we talk about how she went through some tough times and what she did to prepare for the national championship despite the injury. We also discuss what you should think about when you're dinking. So let's get to the intro to hear from Anna. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Anna Shirley. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing very well. Thanks. It's great to have you on. And I know we spoke a little bit last night and actually had a really interesting conversation before we actually recorded today. But I do always like to start with somebody's background in terms of how they got into pickleball and how long ago that was. Okay. Well, my friends, Hillary Merrill and Mike Stahl have for the past 10 years been trying to get me to play pickleball. And I would always tell them no. And I did play one time with them and I hit the ball as hard as I could and overhead and it didn't go anywhere. And I hurt my arm when I hit it. I was like, this is the silliest game and it's got a silly name. So I'm not playing this. And my mom, who is 93, is a national champion. And she would play in all these tournaments. And so she was encouraging me to play, but I didn't have any interest. And then a friend of mine, uh, there was a local tournament in Santa Monica and Dave Stahl, Mike Stahl's brother, and he asked if I'd play with him. It was just in Santa Monica. I said, okay. And uh, we played and won the tournament and we just were playing pickleball all wrong. Just, I was banging the ball. I didn't dink, but somehow we ended up winning. And then I didn't play for a while. And then I started watching, watching Jesse Irvin, who I played paddle tennis again in the nationals. And I, I was watching her rise. And so I started thinking, you know what, maybe I'll play a little pickleball. So I started to play and then I called her up and I got a couple of my friends to play too that are that were good tennis players uh, and uh, paddle tennis players. And I just took a bunch of lessons with Jessie and learned so much from her. She is so knowledgeable about the game and I just soaked everything in. She's taught me a lot about the dinking and the strategy and resetting. And so then I, I played a couple of tournaments with my girlfriend, Shannon, just like 4.5s. And we won those and Jesse would be there and she'd coach us. And it just got to be really fun. And so I just decided, decided I want to I get better at this game. So that's uh, how it happened. Well, how long ago was it that you decided that you want to get better at the game? Probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, I think. I decided that I wanted to start playing and, and I'm still learning. Like, I don't even know. There's just so much to learn. But yeah, about two years ago. So given that I believe you were a professional tennis player you were involved in paddle tennis, playing at the Nationals also, and now here comes pickleball. I mean, which one is really your favorite sport? Well, I was never, I wasn't a professional tennis player. I played in college. Um, I played at UNLV. I was a running rebel. And um, then I did play uh, 
paddle tennis and love that. I played um, in the nationals and actually won the nationals with Beth Bellamy. And we had a lot of fun, Beth and I, playing uh, paddle tennis together. Her husband did a, a tennis challenger out in Las Vegas and then had a paddle tennis tournament like on the side. And we played in that and that was we won that and it was so much fun. But I think pickleball is my favorite now. It went tennis, then I love paddle tennis, but now it is pickleball. I just absolutely love it. I love the people in pickleball. All the women on the senior tour are so nice and the men too. And it's just a really great group of people and really getting to know them and making new friends. Now you're in the Southern California area and there are quite a few really good senior pro women out your way, aren't there? Yes. Yes, there are. Yeah, I usually play practice with Natalie Bagby, Beth Bellamy, of course, and Shannon Neiman, who's um, 45 and um, quite happy that she's not on the senior tour yet, because then that means she'd have to be 50, but she's a 5.0 player. And then I have some some friends who are just uh, that play pickleball, but don't play tournaments. Like my friend, Allison Gardner, she's really good, but she doesn't play tournaments, but I practice and I drill with her. All right. Well, let's oh, and I played with. Oh, also, I played with Scott Crandall, who is absolutely fabulous. And he's just really knowledgeable about the game. I love playing with him because he just teaches you so much when you're his partner. Well, that actually brings up a good point, because you talked a lot about Jesse taking lessons from her. And then other than the obvious things coming from tennis, you got to learn the soft game in pickleball. But what what were some of the other really key elements that you learned from them that you can share with other patients? I'm a banger and paddle tennis is all about hitting the ball as hard as you can. And what I love about Jesse is that she is a tough coach and she could get on me, but I knew that I didn't take it personally. And I knew that it was because she expected more from me. And sometimes we'd be playing and I'd be hitting the wrong shots and she'd just you know, what are you doing? And so they would teach me when to hit. She would teach me when to hit the right shots. She would give me ideas about like when she was, when she's in, in a rally, like in a, what she's thinking. And when, after my lessons with her, sometimes I, I, I would take them with a, a couple of other girls and after the lessons with her, we would go and drill and we would practice what Jesse taught us. And then when we, we would be playing in a match and we would do something great, like maybe poaching at the wrong time or resetting, we'd be like, oh, Jesse would be so proud. Jesse would be so proud. So just uh, she taught me a lot about the strategy, you know. So what is it that you think about when dinking? Because you said that Jesse taught you, took you through her thought pattern. So what are you thinking about when you're dinking? Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, maybe I don't want to tell our secret. But I, I get into a dink and I am just thinking I'm not going to miss, but I'll start counting and I'll just I'll be in the point. I'll just I'll be there and I will count or really just be present and consistent. And I won't, I'll wait. I'm a lot more patient. I have to be patient. She tells us you got to be patient. You can't go for the speed up. I I've learned to, to wait and to um, 
go for the speed up at the wrong, at the right time. I mean, I don't always do it, but I've gotten a heck of a lot better because I am a banger and I love to just nail the ball at you. And she's also taught us where to hit the ball into the right shoulder. She'll taught us. And sometimes when we play against some of our opponents, I would say, hey, Jen, I'm playing this person. And she would give me, I would write it down and she would give me good information on the opponent and I would keep it with me. And then like before we play, I'd go over it with my partner and then there we are. Well, I like what you said about dinking and the counting, because even though you want to speed it up at, at some point or be offensive in, in some way, probably it sounds like really focusing on the ball and being present is really the key. And then just naturally taking the opportunity to speed it up when it happens. Right, right. When it's the right time. Now, when is the best time to speed up? When they when they hit the ball a, a high, when it's up there where you can just bang it right at them. Sometimes I'll speed up at the wrong times, which when it's below the net and then it goes in there. So I just wait till there is a ball that I can put away and then I will speed it up. And, and sometimes it's good to speed up when you lull them into, if you're doing like a cross court rally, all of a sudden you just speed up to the person in front of you and they're not ready for it. And so you can get, you, you, and you don't even have to hit it that hard. You can just, you place it and you just, you get it at them. And if they're not ready, their paddle's not up and you'll get the point because you'll hit them. Well, thank you for that great advice in terms of dinking. But I also, I always like to go over something instructional when I talk to people at your level. So that was perfect. But I also think it's really interesting about your mom because did she end up playing pickleball into her 90s? Oh, she sure did. She is. She was until this last national. She was uh, the reigning national champion in um, women's doubles. And interesting enough, with Scott Moore's stepdad, I just learned that out about three weeks ago, that my mom and Scott Moore's stepdad were partners at nationals, and they have the world record for being the oldest team ever to play in nationals. I thought that was just fabulous. That is cool. I mean, at anybody who's playing in their 90s, it must be really difficult to find a partner. <laughs> it sure is. I always knew my mom was going to place <laughs> when she played. Good, good point. <laughs> yeah, if you're wanting to be a national championship, keep playing in your 90s, right? Right, absolutely. All right. Well, I understand, too, that you just before, I guess it was nationals this year, you broke your arm, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was that was really unfortunate. Yes, I I slipped. We have stone floor in the bat in our bathroom and it, there was water on the floor and it's very slippery. And I slipped and fell on my shoulder and I broke my humerus bone. And I just like to laugh when I tell people that because it's a humerus bone. And I'm like, but it wasn't funny. It's not funny. And I, yeah, I broke my arm and then I had surgery. I broke my arm September 7th, had surgery September 13th, where they put in some screws and plates. And I was really, that was a really tough time for me. I, I could cry right now just thinking about it because I had a lot of things planned. Um, my kids, we had just, uh, my husband and I, David, had just sent them to college. Uh, my daughter goes to Indiana University. My son goes to University of Michigan. So we got them all 
situated at school. And so we were empty nesters. And I had a couple of tournaments in Las Vegas planned. And my husband was going to come and watch because he's never seen me play in a tournament before. And we were just going to have a lot of fun being empty nesters and staying in Las Vegas a little extra. And then I was going to go to Arizona and play and another tournament, and he was going to come with me. And so I was so excited. And then this happened, and I've been sad before, but I, I for two weeks, I was depressed. And I didn't, I, I realized like, wow, this is, dep- I understand what depression is now. I, it was, it, it lasted about two weeks, and I would just cry all day. And just sad about, my gosh, God, why now? Like, we had so, my husband and I had so many plans. It was going to be so much fun. I had fun partners with Beth and Natalie. I like I didn't take a shower for like three days. I lost nine pounds, and I just I just I just I was depressed, and so I got out of it with the help of friends. And one of my girlfriends, I had two girlfriends who would drill with me because I'm very competitive. And even though I was going through this depression, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I can't take time off. My competition is playing. They're playing in tournaments. They're drilling. They're practicing. I don't want to lose my, I thought I was going to lose my third shot drop. I thought I was going to lose my dink. So I, I went out there with my arm in a sling And I love my friends because they were so nervous playing with me, but they drilled with me. And one of my friends who drilled with me, I I would break down crying because I was just so frustrated and sad that this happened. And I felt really bad crying to her because this friend of mine has a disabled daughter and her daughter was got HUS at two years old. It it just was terrible. The E. coli and had some strokes and she's unable to walk or feed herself, but she can laugh and smile and understand. And she is just a joy. She's just a joy. But I'm crying to this mom, my broken arm. And I felt so guilty. And I like apologized to her and said, I'm so sorry. I'm crying to you um, about my stupid broken arm. And you've got your sweet little girl. And she just said to me, Anna, we all have our stuff. It's all different, but we all have our stuff. And I just asked her, I'm like, and, and I know this. I know, I, I, well, I asked her, I said, what do you do when you get down? And she just said, I think about the, the, the mom who has the autistic child who doesn't show any emotion, who doesn't smile, doesn't move. And... Then she said, I go into gratitude and I thank God for all the wonderful things I have. And I know that, Lynn, I know to do that. But it just was like I needed someone to remind me. And so when I started to get down about my arm and thinking that, oh, my gosh, am I ever going to is my arm going to be 100 percent? Am I going to be able to play pickleball at a high level? I would just go into gratitude and be like, God, thank you so much for my life, for everything you've given me. I've got two great kids. They're away at great colleges. I've got tons of fabulous friends. I've got a wonderful husband who loves me and enjoys my pickleball. I've got, my mom is still alive and I'm able to dink with her. I I dinked with my mom. She, I would take her out every day and have her practice with me with my broken arm. 
And, and that, that would help me. That would help me some during my, my, my sadness, just grateful. I'm still around. So I would just count all my blessings and I got out of it. And I, I did a lot of physical therapy. The doctor said it would heal in six to eight weeks. And I, my goal was like, I'm going to be done in five. I'm five. I'm five. So I would just think about other athletes that would go through rehab and when I didn't want to do rehab and I'd motivate myself. So I was doing physical therapy three times a day. I, I got all the, I would do physical therapy three times a week with a, a physical therapist and on my own three times a day. And I had all the, like the pulleys and I had the sticks and I had all the stuff that we used at physical therapy, I I bought and had it at my house so I could do the same thing, so I could get back faster than what they what the doctor said. And then so, you had some amazing results once you came back, didn't you? Oh, thank you. Yes. I wish it was gold. I really wish it was gold, but I'm grateful. Yes, I came, I played my first tournament with Beth Bellamy, Casse Grande, and we came in second. And then played at nationals with Beth and we came in third. So yes, I, I, I did do well, did do well for not having full range of motion of my arm. Well, congratulations on both of those accomplishments. I mean, to get on the podium in the senior pro events, I mean, that's amazing just in and of itself. But just to finish up today, just a couple last questions. I always like, do like to ask, uh, which pickleball paddle do you use and why? Well, I'm sponsored by PB Pro Pickleball, PB Pro, and they have the cutest clothes. So when you see me play, my outfits are all by them. They've got the cutest skirts, cutest sweatshirts, tops, everything. And But PB Pro's got some pickleball uh, paddles that I'm going to be testing out to see to see uh, which one I like. They've got a ton of them that are really great and they're not too expensive and just fabulous. All right. Well, perfect. Then I just want to thank you so much, Anna, for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. You really have a, quite an amazing story and I really appreciate the tips that you're also able to give the audience. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. And thank you so much for asking me. I hope uh, I didn't bore everybody. No, this was, was a great interview. Like I said, you have a great story. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 